Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, and we are ready to go. Mike, lots of big stuff coming this week. We're going to be talking NBA free agency, what the Pistons did, what some of the other big deals around the league are. Uh, we're going to be talking the 12 NXT release guys slash ladies and what does that mean as well as the future of some of the bigger stars on the brand um, and kind of just overall WWE's direction because right now everyone's I think scratching their heads so maybe we can clarify some stuff for the folks at home. Um, we're also going to be doing NFL preview and college football preview today. Um, you know, camp, practice, whatever you want to say is in full swing. We got preseason games for the NFL coming up. Uh, summer work is happening for your college football team. So we're going to be talking the power five conferences in college football, what we want to see, maybe some players to watch and the same with the NFL, right? What are our expectations for this new incarnation of this lions team? What are the rookies going to look like? The Trevor Lawrence's, the Zach Wilson's of the world. We're going to get into all that. Um, just to get, get you guys ready to go for football season. It's here. We made it. We're back to it. Uh, and couldn't be more excited. Um, but Mike, let's just jump right in here. First off, NBA free agency really at a fever pitch last week. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but now we're at a point where, you know, most of the big names are pretty much off the board. Um, you know, we saw some people opt out like the Kawhis and Pistons fans got excited for about 0.4 seconds. And then they signed Kelly Olenek and they're like, okay, well, there's our money. It's gone. Um, you know, Steph Curry's going back. Uh, but let's, let's just start with the Pistons here first. Um, Kelly Olenek here, three-year, $37 million deal with a team option for year three, which I think is important to note. Um, so I know some people were a little worried about the length and the, and the amount of money committed to him. Um, he's going to space the floor. He's going to be able to shoot the three. They bring back Corey Joseph, the veteran point guard, on a much more team-friendly deal. They bring in Trey Lyles, I think his name, the power forward from San Antonio on a two-year, $5 million deal. They're bringing back Saban Lee, their uh, second-round point guard, on a three-year deal. Money not reported, so I'm guessing it's not a lot. <laughs> um, you know, Frank Jackson is expected to get brought back as well. Um, but Mike, let's just talk, talk about these moves here. Do you, what did you like? We talked about Olenek as a possible target last week on the show, um, as well as Nerland's Noel, Noel staying in New York. So the Pistons closed pretty quickly on Olenek. Um, thoughts on, I guess him really is the big one. Mm -hmm. That's their big fish this off season, if you want to call it that. Um, but I have a lot of optimism about what he brings. Uh, his time in Houston, especially is I think. Really, what I hope the thing I think the Pistons are hoping to get out of him. Yeah, uh, he's my <coughs> favorite transaction. Uh, transaction. That's funny. Transaction <laughs> of the Pistons. Um, yeah. I think he needs to come off the bench. I don't. I wouldn't like him as a starter, but I think there could be a, a really fun second unit with like Cade and uh, Diallo and mm -hmm. Shadiq Bay, and with Ke Kelly Olynyk at the five, yeah. him being able to move out from under the rim and just like Cade. Do his thing with the second well, with like a three, with like two. a second unit would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But just having him because like when you have Isaiah Stewart in, you're not gonna stretch him out and be able no. to like open the paint up for Cade to no. like drive in and do his stuff. Right. Um. When when Isaiah Stewart's there, you have perimeter guys like Killian, Shadiq, Jeremy Grant who can all sit out and shoot. Yeah. And Isaiah Stewart's kind of like your ground and pound in the middle guy. But when Kelly Olynyk's there, 
you can kind of form a lineup where Kenny Olenek stretches outside, and now you have all five guys on the perimeter. Kind of what you want, like the right. Lakers and right. like some of these teams yeah, to do, for sure. or or what um, Giannis with the Bucks try to do is everyone move outside of the paint and then let Cade just do his thing and It'll drive facilitate. to the paint and yep. facilitate around and stuff. So I won't be shocked to see Olenek starting though. They paid him a lot of money, three years, thirty-seven million. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked to see him start day one just. I mean, as yeah. as the growth of Isaiah yeah. Stewart continues to get there, yeah. so I think I think you can still kind of get what you're looking for with the Cade and with mm-hmm. Cade and him really working together in the pick and roll and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it'll be in the starting lineup. Right? Yeah, I mean, he could lineup. he could be a starting lineup, but I would <clears throat> yeah. prefer him in the second lineup. But I don't disagree, and I I'm hoping what you're really hoping for is that as Stewart kind of grows, and I know like you're going to give Garza a lot of time to develop in the G League and stuff, but like as Stewart continues to kind of his momentum. Think, I think you could see a transition where maybe he starts in the starting lineup, but then he kind of transitions off mm-hmm. into the second rotation. Um, because at the end of the day, you need these young guys to be getting minutes, right? So yeah. at, at this point, you know, which is, I guess, like you could have Kelly Linux start, but yeah. look at it more as like when Marcus, when Marcus all plays for the Lakers, he plays like six minutes, yeah, and then you don't see him till like the late second quarter. Right. Like Kelly Linux will play like six, seven minutes, right? At, and then when Isaiah Stewart comes in, yeah. it's for a very prolonged time. Yeah. Like, you won't see a lot of Kelly Olenek after that to, like, late yeah. second, early third quarter right. where he'll come back into the – like, they'll list him as a starter, but the minutes will probably be to Isaiah Stewart as, right. yeah, like, skinny starter towards him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's important, right? Because at the end of the day, I know there's a lot of optimism around this Pistons team, myself included, but at the same time, we do have to understand that this is probably still not going to be a good basketball team. I have higher expectations than some. I'm hoping that they're going to be competitive for a play-in spot, um, but uh, that may be reaching it just a little bit. But at the same time, you know, I like what Kelly Olynyk brings to this team. You know, we saw him with the ball in his hands a little bit more in Houston, where he was doing a little bit more dribble drive. He can shoot the three at a very effective clip. I think his career average is what, like 38 percent or something like that from three. So he can really – he can step out. He can space the floor. He can do something that maybe Isaiah Stewart can't do for you from a shooter's perspective, which will only help this team. And he's a leader, right? He's a veteran guy. He's played on some big-time teams. He was with the Heat the year they went to the finals just a couple of years ago. Um, he, he, he's played big-time minutes for teams that were in contention, which mm-hmm. I think is another thing. So you have some veteran leadership there to kind of really help some of your younger uh, guys along – um, and I think you need that, right? And that's another reason why I think he's going to start is mm-hmm. because, you know, Jeremy Grant is a veteran, but he's never really had individual success or really even team success to a large degree um, in his career. Like mm-hmm. Denver was just finally coming on the upswing and now he's gone, right? Yeah. So um, to have another veteran voice in that starting lineup with presumably two other second-year players and a rookie – it's going to be huge to have them out there to be like, all right, you know, let's simmer it down. Let's let's control things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. Um, any other moves in NBA free agency that I don't want to say shocked you, but maybe kind of took you off guard a little bit or moves that you really like? Um, not LeBron's team, preferably. <laughs> um, Carmelo Anthony. I know everyone's making a big deal about Carmelo Anthony playing. Like, you guys realize this is not the Carmelo Anthony of like 10 years ago, right? Like, it's okay. Like, he'll be solid, but it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> mellow funny. of the Nuggets here. 
Uh, I loved. Uh, now I gotta go look through these. Oh, of course, when you type in free agency, it always has to go to the NFL. Every time it goes every, every time. single time. Every um, time. I really like uh, the Lonzo to the Bulls transaction a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. um, mostly because I think the Bulls are kind of like on that cusp where the Pistons are, where it's like they they were like good, mm-hmm. not great, but they're like in that middle tier, and you got like Zach Levine and guys there, so it's yeah. like we just need that one person that can like be a solidified starter for us. Mm-hmm. And I think they just got that guy. And, and DeMarco Rosen, really too, they brought in as well. Yeah. So, so I think um, that really worked for them. Um, and I think, like, a shocking one. I was like, whoa, a shocking one. It was probably Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat, even though it was, like, said, like, two days yeah. before. Right. I was like, I feel like that's a fit where I'm like, when you look at the projected starting lineup, yeah. you're like, it's good. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, but, like, is it good, though? <laughs> It's, like, is it honestly? You know what the heater? The it's weird because like you look at the heat on paper, you're like, you got Jimmy Butler, you've got Kyle Lowry, you've got you know, uh, what's the big guy's name again? Um, from the Bulls? No, no, from the from the Heat. Who's their who's their Oh, Bam Adebayo. Oh, Adebayo. Thank yeah. you. I I was thinking Siaka, but I'm like, no, that's Toronto. Um, on paper, right? You're like, that's not a bad, that's not a bad team. But then when mm-hmm. you look at some of these other starting lineups, and you go, yeah, but it's almost like the second option for every team is on their starting five. Almost. Yes, so it it's, is. It's a weird, like when you look, weird like when you look through the East, you're like, okay, like the like the the Bucks are the outstanding favorite, yep. and like on the Miami Heat, how many people on the Heat right now would start for the Bulls? Probably just Bam out of Bayou, yeah, probably because like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton would start over just yep. about all those guys. Mm-hmm. The Nets. Same thing. Probably just Bam out of Bayou. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, the guard through forward spot, it was all taken by yep, guys who were guys. much better. Yep. And then the Sixers, I don't think anyone from the Heat would start on the Sixers. Uh, even at the two? You don't think Butler would start for the Sixers? I guess if you – but Butler plays the three. Oh, yeah. That's and, like, Tobias is at the three right now there. Uh, like, I, I guess I think, I if think you move Jimmy – Tobias, yeah, but, 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 but give yeah. or take, they're, like, yeah. relatively the same for me. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you look at these top teams in the East, like you said, it's like mm-hmm. you've got all these people at the same time. Like, I feel like they're not – You know what's weird, though, about this team is it's like I, I at the same – we're saying this, but they, they still could be top four or five in the East just based yeah. on, like, the Celtics haven't done anything yeah. to make you feel warm and fuzzy. I don't really love what the Knicks have done mm-hmm. um, because I think they've invested a lot of money in guys that don't have a great tra- – like, I love the fact that Derrick Rose got paid. Mm-hmm. But same, if I'm looking at it strictly from a team management standpoint, yeah. like, it's a lot of money for Derrick Rose who we don't know what he's going to look like yeah. year to year. Like, I'm so happy that he's having a resurgence. I think he's a guy who deserves it. But at the same time – Oh boy, like you're yeah. really banking on those knees staying. And it, yeah, this is are. what it is, right? You know, so you're like, whoo, boy, mm-hmm. all right. You know, like um, they're truly trying to run it back, but I don't necessarily know if they had enough to win it running it back the way that they're yeah, doing Yeah, no, no, they would have they would have been a second round exit regardless yeah, that last year. Exactly. But I, mean, I think I think a team that they would have a lot of fun matching up with is Brooklyn, like the yeah. battle in, in New York. But their defense yeah. is so good mm-hmm. that I think it would be very interesting. Now I don't think they win. I think no. they actually lose in like five or something. Yeah. But like I think it would be on a paper. lot of fun on yeah. paper to be like, oh like Julius Randall like get it. Like he had a breakout. Yeah, year, Julius Randall would sure. be really fun. Yeah. Like guarding K D or whatever. Yeah. J, RJ Barrett on like Kyrie or something like all these like matchups defensively would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So 
Uh, the Knicks are fun, but I don't think they make it very right. far. Another t- another move I think I was shocked by, and I think this is more of a you're welcome than it is a – or like a thank you. Sorry, not a what you're welcome. A thank you contract is mm-hmm. the Chris Paul contract. Yeah. I don't understand why the Suns did what they did. Um, I mean, I guess I do, but I don't, mm-hmm. I guess, in a lot of sense. Because that is a move, the amount of money, the amount of co- timeline from a commitment standpoint um, – it just to me doesn't I don't really get it I guess mm-hmm. you're a young team Devin Booker is clearly your star player um, you're not making the finals next year I don't I'd be shocked honestly if you make it to the Western Conference Finals if everybody stays healthy what we're hoping for um, I just don't understand their logic on running it back with Chris Paul who has an injury history mm-hmm. he's 36 he's gonna be 40 by the end of that deal it very much feels like a hey, thanks for getting us there. Yeah. If we somehow back into another one, cool. But if not, we're okay with it. I just didn't get it. I feel yeah. like you're a team that's on the rise. Why would you hamstring yourself to a long term deal to a guy who could be retiring at any time if you wanted yeah. to? Yeah, I mean, to I, it's I, not I, LeBron I, who got a four year deal. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is just like a thank you. I don't yeah. think, I don't, I think if they would have been out. I think in a normal circumstance, give them a, a one-year deal then for forty million dollars if that's what you want. Yeah, if the, if like that. if the Lakers were fully healthy and they eliminated them, he would not have gone back to Phoenix. Right. It's one of those, yeah. like you said, you got to the finals as like thanks, and like you do help us a lot. And yeah, even on a sure. on a two-year deal, yeah, I fine, would go. That fine, makes sense, maybe right? Because you're like, okay, maybe we have a window right now to get it yeah. done. We think we have a window. Maybe if we, you know. Bring yeah. in a guy or two. I think for Phoenix, I think if, if it hinders at all, if they're about to sign someone but they don't have the money because they're paying Chris Paul, I think that's officially yeah. when this turns bad. Right. right now, I think they're good enough to be like in the playoffs, mm-hmm. be competitive, do yeah, their thing. Sure. Absolutely. But if they ever wanted to go over the edge and be like, oh, like next year's free agency, like, oh, we want to yeah. pull a, a yeah. Jimmy Butler. Or, right. or I guess he just resigned. But like yeah. he was always the guy I brought up. But like yeah. whoever it is, like this one guy, mm-hmm. this free agent guy that we want to yeah. pull to try to go over the top. But now we can't afford him because we're playing Chris Paul. I right. think that's when it's officially going to be like, all right, or maybe you shouldn't misses, have done that. Or when he misses 60 games, yeah. right? And you go, cool, we've got this – big albatross on our contract and it's and, and you're 100 percent right though it's when they want to add another high profile player to combine with devin booker and mm-hmm. ayton and where you go huh oh wait we can't yeah or we have to sacrifice our bench mm-hmm. in order to get, get this guy. guy and now we're not a destination like mm-hmm. la is where la can get away with signing eight guys to fill their roster on veteran minimum deals. Who are all relatively good yeah, players. Yeah, we're all going to fit a role yeah. because you have guys – the top end of your spectrum is so much better mm-hmm. that as compared to this team where you're like, Devin Booker is a premier scorer. He's, he officially has taken that step, right? Um, DeAndre Ayton, an up-and-coming big man. But then after that, like even Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not giving you much in offensive efficiency mm-hmm. on the point on the scoreboard. He facilitates really well. He's, he's a great defensive player. He can do a lot of things, but – he is not a. I'm gonna put up 45 yeah. or even 30 mm-hmm. a night. So I just that was the one that was a bit of a head scratcher. Um, out of the really big deals that happened, like the the Kawhi's, the Steph Curry's, even the Jimmy Butler's, are you surprised at all that they all just kind of went back to their teams? Was there anybody that maybe you thought could have been on the move? I know there was a little bit of talk. Maybe Kawhi wasn't happy in the, in, yeah. in L.A. There was a little bit of talk that Steph. Depending on what the Warriors did in that draft, we're like, hey, listen, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, I don't really want to sit through a rebuild. 
you know, um, was, were you shocked at all those guys just kind of came? I mean, the money clearly speaks. <laughs> I know we haven't heard the contract disclosure yet on yeah. Kawhi. They're still dotting I's and crossing T's, but he's going back. Yeah. Um, I think any, any I, of those guys? I think one extension I was shocked by, and yeah. I, don't, I guess I'm not shocked by, but is Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I feel like really? because in a couple years – I feel like now, obviously, I think he has a very good chance of winning a title in the next yeah, two, three, two, three seasons years, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I will ever put him as title favorites, like necessarily. But <laughs> as long as LeBron's here, you're never gonna put him. You're like he's he's a he, kryptonite. He's, he's, he's gonna just beat a kryptonite. He's just one now. Um, but I think he has a really good shot at winning a title in the next couple years. Yeah. But I I would be concerned if James Harden and Kyrie stay. And if they don't stay, because they're both contracts ending like the year next year yeah. or the year after, yeah. if one of them leave, I think you're in a rough spot because you don't have much of a bench no. and you have to develop people and stuff. And I don't know if Katie's there for like that. Yeah, I think Katie's on Katie's on the the time that like LeBron is right when he went to Miami was like I am moving places to try to win championships. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to stack these up now. Right. Where like I don't think Kevin Durant has five years to sit with Brooklyn right. without. Kyrie and James Harden without star players to yeah, like get and there. Honestly, you know, and how the Bucks are right now. Like I know mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, you know, the Nets got hurt and that's why the Bucks won. But the Bucks are only going to get better because mm-hmm. they had this experience and everything, and their whole team's basically coming back. Like they're only getting better. Yeah, like, Giannis the, is only the, getting better. The Bucks window is coinciding with the Brooklyn window, right? Yeah. And so the only problem with the Bucks plan is they gave up as much as they did for Drew Holiday, which he made a couple big shots. So I guess it was worth it. But like. Yeah. That that's where they're going to be hurt. But to your point, Brooklyn's hurt because they had to give up so much to get Harden, and you gave up some of your best defensive players, the yeah. Jared Allen's, the Akiris Leverts of the world, right? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Blake Griffin's back. That's I guess a big get for them? Question mark. Um, they're they're going to be like L.A. though, where as long as they have these couple big names, yeah. they're going to be able to get a buy with better players at taking a lot less money than yeah. a team like Detroit would. Yeah. Um, but to your point though, I I would be concerned as well. I'm not surprised he went back. Let me be clear. Yeah. I'm not surprised he went back because I don't think there was another team that was like being like, come here. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody had that kind of flexibility the same way that it has enough pieces around him at the moment to get him to another ring like you're saying um but i don't but i do think though that i am extremely concerned because you've got an injury prone Kyrie that hasn't played a full season in what three four years at this point Mm -hmm. um hardem has been hurt quite a bit and you really haven't seen them all function well together yet it's almost like you need to have two but not the third one out there to make things flow Mm -hmm. and by that i mean get Kyrie out of there because he sucks but it's just, you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. it's such a weird dynamic still. We're like, on paper and in 2K, I'm sure it works. Yeah. In a video game, it's a super team. Mm-hmm. But in, on, in real life, it's like, okay, you got two guys who can't really guard out of your top three. I, I think Duran's a, a somewhat above-average defender. Yes, yes. Um, but Harden is not. Kyrie is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're all ball-dominant. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you how do you get everybody uh, that, working? Uh, yeah, and that's my problem. Yeah. It's not that he resigned. It's yeah. just it's the, just the, the team makeup. The it's team like, makeup is it good work. enough to get you over yeah. the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks mm-hmm. and maybe the 76ers? I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe yeah. the Warriors. Like if Ben Simmons goes to the Warriors, and all of a sudden you've got a lockdown Permanent defender, guy. and you already have shooting, so mm-hmm. he can just facilitate to Steph and Clay and some mm-hmm. of these other guys. All of a sudden you're like. Yeah, the Warriors are back. Yeah, so it, it's it's really interesting. It, it's a, it's a fun time for sure to, in the league. 
Um, we're going to obviously break down more as the season gets closer and all that good stuff. Real quick, are you going to be watching any G League or, I mean, any Summer League action? It, uh, especially because the Pistons are yeah. going to have so many probably key starters yeah. playing. I, I, I look at the Summer, the summer league, league and I guess preseason, but preseason even less in the NBA as yeah. I do the NFL preseason. Oh, absolutely. Where I go, yep. there are a choice <clears throat> Rookies and people that yeah. I will like, I I will. Well, I told you to before. Yeah. I will pull up the Jacksonville game to watch Trevor Lawrence's first quarter or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. I'll pull up, you know, uh, Cincinnati watch Joe Burrow and, J- and Jamar Chase throw around mm-hmm. the field a little bit. I'll like watch some of the. I'll even watch the Lions see what they do. But yeah. like all their stars aren't going to play, right. so it doesn't right. matter. But right. I, I I look at that the same as the G League where I'm like I'll watch the Pistons because obviously the Pistons okay. like right. the whole starting lineup is going to be in the summer league. Pretty but I'm going to watch Houston because I want to see what Jalen Green does. Yep. And like there's choice people that I'll select to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I watch like every game and every no, no. no. But no. I will watch like the choice teams and yep. players that I think yeah. are going to be impactful next year that For are going to sure. be playing in the summer league. Yeah, just interested to see what they look like. Right, yeah. just kind of get their first quote unquote NBA action, whatever. Yeah, whatever that means. What it is, but it's exciting nonetheless. All right, let's just focus here a little bit. Let's go to the squared circle. Let's go to some WWE news. Um, uh, A couple days ago, NXT released, I don't know, about 12 uh, guys and gals from their roster, uh, all NXT talent. Uh, We talked last week about the Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, WWE are really trying to go lean and mean here. Uh, There's been some reports about how WWE may be changing up the way um, they view developmental a little bit, which is an interesting take for sure. Um, into into that reasoning, right? Into their own fault, quite frankly, they have not been able to build as many stars out of NXT as I'm sure they would have hoped. Um, so, Mike, just uh, just before we kind of break into some of this other news here, are you shocked by any of these releases? Uh, Bronson Reed is the former NXT North American champion, just dropped the title at the Longo and was scheduled to get called up um, at one point. Uh, Bobby Fish, gone. Tyler Russ is a big one for me just because he was just part of that Diamond Mine thing. Um, Mercedes Martinez is gone. Mm-hmm. I think those are probably the ones that really highlight for me, like yeah. off the top. Um, any shocks? Any like, oh, that's really going to come back to bite him in the butt? Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely feels like a lot of these people are like, we don't have anything for you. We, yeah. don't ha- we don't see you on the main roster. Or maybe you're just a little bit over the age where it's maybe too late for them to do, do more for you. I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to sound like ageist, I guess, or whatever. But yeah. like, it definitely feels like a lot of these guys, some of these guys are really, really young where they're like, it's just not, we don't have anything for you. Or it's like, you're like Bobby Fish who's 42 and you're like, it's kind of too late for us yeah. to build you into a single. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only one that I was upset by was Bronson Lee because I actually thought he could have right. done something. He could have been U.S. champ and no yeah. one would bat an eyelash kind of thing. Yeah. Um, other than him, though, I think everything else, it's like unfortunate that they cut all the people because yeah. I feel like they, at the very least, just need depth. And just like put these people on matches, mm-hmm. like like obviously I don't sit and just like watch NXT every week because a lot of the matches I go sure, but like they had like like having like a Bobby Fish Roderick Strong match. Yeah, I feel like they it's did like last week. Yeah, which yeah. they did last week. I think it's like a good. Right. You could have a good ten oh, minute yeah. match with those guys mm-hmm. and just have depth, so you're not doing you're not like Raw where you're just doing the same matches oh, week in. Like we're about to have Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole three or four, which I don't hate. But, but also, like, like, you're doing okay. three or four of right. all of these matches where, like, right. you could be integrating more oh, yeah. people into Absolutely. there. Yep. So, and, like, like Mercedes Martinez, your women's division is not very big in NXT right now. No. So, like, having her just there mm-hmm. being another option to have mm-hmm. Russell people oh, yeah. it's just better than having the same, like, 
six yep. people wrestle each other. So I'm always like, even if you're not going to be big players, having just the depth of being able mm-hmm. to throw, throw Leon, a, throw a, a Leon Ruff with, a, with name. a name on it yep. versus somebody and have yep. a, a fun match with it is always kind of my thing. So Give me your thoughts on uh, on this maybe renewed philosophy of making NXT more developmental again, less of a third brand, more yeah. developmental, and focusing more on younger talent than they would be, you know, no more signing guys that are 38, you mm-hmm. know, to NXT because they're a name or or what have you. I see the benefits of it, and I yeah. see the drawbacks of it. Um, what are your thoughts on it? And I'll kind of give you my point. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, I generally like it. I always yeah. think that when they sign guys like when like AJ Styles sign or like Samoa, like I feel like not all these people need to walk through NXT. They didn't like Shinsuke right. and stuff. Didn't like you could have just there. thrown them right didn't to SmackDown to and Raw and Kevin fine. Owens didn't need to go there. Yeah, like yeah. all these people. Like I feel like I, I would like it more as a developmental brand and just like call it that. The problem is now that you're on. USA. USA or whatever. It's right. hard to be like, oh, yep. go watch NXT or developmental right. brand for two hours. Right. I think NXT would with benef- no star power, with no star power at all. Yeah, right. So like your main event's gonna be Walter and name yeah. a dude who yeah. no one knows because no one right. really watches NXT. Yeah, UK, from the brain yeah. audience yeah. anyway. Right. So I'm like, it's I I would just prefer have the young guys go back to the network or Peacock mm-hmm. at this yes. point now for an hour and just have your young guys doing things. Cause if you had MSK versus whoever, mm-hmm. and then you had, um, who's like a young, like star, like if you had Bronson Reed versus, yeah. you know, somebody, and then you had carrying across like all these like newer, younger yeah. guys, I yeah. think it would be a lot more fun than having like Adam Cole O'Reilly 17. Well, not that, the- even now, right? Cross versus Joe, Joe. Okay. Let's assume Joe takes the title, yeah. right? At, th- at NXT takeover 36 or whatever. It's like, okay, great. But Joe is 40. Yeah. Like, how does that, how does that relate? Bobby Roode was, you know, near his forties when he was NXT champion. Like these guys don't need to be yeah. in this, in this brand. They should just go to the main roster and they should take him and run with them. Yeah, That's really what should. they should be doing. Um, I see the, I see the benefits of going with that. The problem is, is that the you know the complaint about the way the current structure is is well we haven't created any new stars. I go, but that's your own damn fault. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of guys that you could have built and you could have done something with. You just chose not to. Yeah. I mean, I look at their mid card and their mid card championships, and I'm disgusted week in and week out because it's like, okay, all right, you got Apollo Cruz who you tried to do a career makeover with, new character, and I, I dig it. But at the same time, he's been Intercontinental Champion and he's been on like four matches. And I think he just lost to Shinsuke on SmackDown. I could be wrong on that. He may have beat him. But they had a Champions Challenge match, right? But And you got Sheamus, a former multi-time world champion, as your U.S. champ. Which, once again, that's fine. But he doesn't need to be United States champion. Now, do I think he's going to drop out Damian Priest at SummerSlam? Probably. But the point is, is that your mid-card guys, you're not giving any of these guys any opportunity to do anything mm-hmm. and, and, and make these championships and, by de facto, these divisions means something. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything. And so I have to constantly watch the same six mother effing matches on Raw and you're like, this sucks. Like, it's terrible. I don't need to see Omos beat Riddle. Why is Riddle ver- facing Omos at all mm-hmm. in this particular case? Until Orton's back, it shouldn't be touching. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just, stupid things like that. I'm like, you're, you're hurting yourselves just as much and it's getting frustrating because, you know, AEW is really turning out the pressure quite a bit here. And it just feels like WWE is just like, no, nah, we're fine. And yeah. I don't get it. And I don't understand where their head is at. 
You know, yeah. I'm not going to take what Vince said that seriously. Really, well, I don't really think they're competition because, if we're being honest, they're not. They're no. they're in two different leagues mm-hmm. that happen to be playing the same sport. Yeah, I think AEW came out with a quote that they're like, "We're not necessarily competition; the we're just the alternative." Exactly. And that's exactly what they are. Right. Is if if and if you're the kind of like how I am right now, where yep. you're like, "Raw sucks," yep. NXT is not a lot of fun, it's hit or miss, and SmackDown yep. outside of like Reigns most yep. of the time, yep. it's pretty boring too for the most part. Like mm-hmm. you have Apollo Crews segments where I don't care about, yep. and actually they had a nice Sasha Bianca stuff which I'm really. They they have, but once they have moments on SmackDown where you can go, this is a redeeming quality, which yeah. makes me want to watch the show. Raw has none of that. Yeah, Raw right has now. none of that. NXT will have it's like hit or one, miss. one, like one match or something. And it's either else. a loaded card for NXT where you've got like four matches where you go, that's going to be a solid show. Yeah. And then there's other shows like the last couple weeks on Sci-Fi, they just basically threw in the towel yeah, and they went no one's gonna watch these anyway because it's on sci-fi so yeah. we're putting nothing on TV yeah so it's like you're getting one or the other yeah. for me AEW every week I'm like there's at least one or two things yeah. that I'm very like the 10 man tag thing I was like I'm very I was very for excited for I was like yeah. this is gonna be a lot of fun Absolutely. you know this Cody and Malachi Black thing I was yeah. like I'll watch just because of, like yeah. so I as tuned a, in just for that match. yeah like <laughs> as an alternative I was like I think it's working very well yeah like you said they're never gonna be competition no but it, like as an alternative, yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and honestly, their show competes with SmackDown in terms of. Oh, like, absolutely! It, it's yep. Yep. for me, it's. The I think best. they're the same. Honestly, I think Dynamite and SmackDown are very comparable. Yes. Like, like if we're going NXT versus Dynamite, it was never really going to be a competition. No, it was you Dynamite. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have you didn't yeah. have the 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 same backing. Dynamite mm-hmm. is their Raw or SmackDown, yeah. and NXT is their third brand. It's not yeah. the same. But SmackDown. To Dynamite, I think is a great comparison because there's there's segments on SmackDown where you go, that was really good. Whether mm-hmm. it's a match, promo, whatever, where you go, that was really really good. Same thing on Dynamite where you go, this was really solid. This this thing, like mm-hmm. I thought their last Dynamite, for example, like Malachi versus Cody, I thought went really well because of how they did it and yeah. how they're really building the story from it. Um, but there's other parts of that show where I didn't even I didn't watch because yeah. I didn't I didn't have any care. Same thing with SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I am invested in Edge versus Rollins. I am invested in Bianca versus Sasha or Roman versus, and they're you know I am I'm even digging the whole Finn Balor attitude swing thing yeah. coming up. Like there are things about it where you go, this is really good. I want to watch this, but then there's also that other side of the coin where you go, I can take it or leave that. And mm-hmm. I think that's where both Dynamite and SmackDown are. Dynamite is benefiting quite a bit from. Them having the bevy of their full roster, yes, um, which is which is really helpful for sure. Um, and two, because they are newer faces, it does make matchups a little bit more exciting, rather than from a storyline perspective. Maybe Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor is a good storyline for X number of reasons, but we've seen that match eighty five times at this point, yeah, and that's a big issue. I do want to ask you real quick on the AEW side before we get to uh, Adam Cole and Pete Dunn status um, thoughts. On the reports that it's gonna be Christian Cage at going it all out against Kenny, it's fine by me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Here's the it's thing: it's a little bit of a so, letdown. So, me. so last week we talked about how I, yeah, like, I, that, we were that upset page that the Page is gone. Right? Yeah, but then I was like, oh, well, Page is leaving because his kid's coming like the day oh, before. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. He's that. not gonna be on the show at all because right. he's having a kid come like two days okay. before the show's supposed to come. Okay. And then once I saw that, I said. Oh, well, that makes sense why yeah. they're going to push it back. Like, he's not just not going to be there for story purposes. Yeah. He's not going to be there for, like, personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said, well, okay, now you're just going to plug in. Now, would I rather it – I think they could do away 
where they could just throw like Daniel Bryan in there and have like an epic match there. Right. Yes, but Christian Cage has been on fire, yeah. and I'm fine just throwing a match in there. I think now, uh, I mean, there's so many other matches on that card that yeah, I think are, are just going to be, really gonna be like, yeah. like the tag match you know is going to be solid. They're going to put Cody and Malachi on there yep. as like a, another match. Yep. MJF and Chris Jericho are going to be on there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of other matches that are going to be like, these are all good, and Kenny and Christian will be a good match. Yep. Obviously, everyone knows like who's going to win that match, right? But it's going to be a really solid match. Yeah. If anything, okay. So. Just wanted to get your take. I'm on cool it. with it. Uh, real uh, quick, let's let's talk the the Adam Cole and Pete Dunne stuff. Um, you know, Adam Cole and Pete Dunne's contract coming to an end right after SummerSlam. We've heard reports that um, Vince McMahon had a meeting with Adam Cole specifically, made it a big point, and it was important to him uh, to talk to Cole. Um, there have been mixed rumors. Tony Khan shot him down, but other people are like, no, they definitely offered a contract to Cole to come to AEW. So he offered one. Yeah, um, he definitely offered one. Uh, what, just give me your thoughts. Do you think he winds up resigning? Do you think he goes to AEW? My concern, once again, with, with AEW is that at some point, you're going to not be able to take everybody. Mm-hmm. And you still have to maintain and develop your own guys. Adam Cole going to AW would be huge for a lot of reasons, but okay, you got Cole, Brian, Punk, you just had Black come in. You just had Christian and I like it's just like it's some if Bray Wyatt come, like good lord, there's a lot <laughs> a lot of WWE guys coming over. Now, Cole fits much better than some of these other guys do from an in-ring perspective, for sure. But I don't necessarily know if it behooves Cole to go to AEW because I think there's a better chance for him to be a, a, a top guy in mm-hmm. WWE because of the lack of depth than I do in AEW because AEW at the top of the card is log jammed. I think now I'm going to say this, and okay. you are going to be very happy when I say this. Okay. And as is truthfully what I think is going to happen, yeah. is I think Cole is going to re-sign with the WWE. I hope he does. And personally. I think he will be the person to eventually beat Roman. And I just kablooied <laughs> everywhere. I, I truthfully think that... <laughs> I yeah. had a feeling that's where you're going with yeah, it, but, but I, I think, can see it. I truthfully think that, like, because we talked about, like, two months ago, how, yep. like, Reigns at this point has become, like... Unstoppable. The streak-ish, mm-hmm. where, like, whoever beats him is going to skyrocket. Gonna so he's going to yeah. beat Cena. He'll yep. probably beat... Honestly, there were like the rock rumors at at Survivor Series or something that like if he beats him at the you, Rumble or something the like at, if you can get the Rock back for a one on one contest, yeah, that's millions of dollars. But I think I think I wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. if you had something like Cole winning the Rumble this year and then challenging Roman and just oh. and beating Roman there oh. because then you just like it's that time when Seth Rollins won Money in the Bank and he cashes in on Lesnar yeah. and Reigns right. and you just built a mega star in like yeah. sixty seconds. Yeah, I think. It's 100%. the same thing with Cole, where you yep. can build a guy mm-hmm. in literally two and a half months to be he a can mega play star. Both roles so well, the baby face. That's another reason why I like Adam Cole as much as I do, is because yep. there are certain guys that can play baby face and heel, and they're both really effective. Yep. Like Rollins Ed, is the exact same Rollins, way. Edge, mm-hmm. right, is another guy who was able to do that. I think Triple H was a guy who could always really do that. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, like there are just certain guys where you go. Either way of the fence, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and I get it, and I'm like, I'm digging the character, right? Yeah. I would love it. I think he's better to stay in WWE. We've heard the reports, too, that Vince has made it a mandate. Find, start writing storylines mm-hmm. and, and, and get something going for him to go to the main roster. And I think that's yeah. in part because of what they're trying to shift away in NXT from, as well as, as bringing Cole up. I mean, 
I I wouldn't be shocked to see him beat O'Reilly. And we're going to talk about Takeover next weekend. Um, yeah. But like, I wouldn't be shocked to see him beat O'Reilly just to keep him like strong going. Usually it's the other way around. You lose and then you go to the main roster. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see it go the other way, cause especially because there's no titles on the line. Um, oh wow! Did you just see this? We got some breaking news here, folks. Um, My phone doesn't do it fast. Uh, apparently. The Philadelphia 76ers' intention this offseason um, less to trade Ben Simmons, but more to acquire Damian Lillard. Good for them. So interesting. But back back on point, yeah. though, to what I was talking about, though. I just think it behooves Adam Cole. I know it's the land of the Giants in the WWE, but mm-hmm. obviously that's been disproven a little bit at this point. I think he's just better off in WWE. I think he's yeah. got better shots to be a top guy because AEW's. Top top tier, yeah, is going to be so congested yeah, was, right now. Yeah, in like six months this, ago, if you would have went when they started, mm-hmm. it's a different story. Yeah. It was funny. Six months ago, we were like, "Who are the top guys?" You have like MJF, Kenny, and then who? Yeah. And now it's like there's like twenty top right. guys right. who are all trying to fight for the world title, mm-hmm. and and nobody fighting for the TNT and, title and, makes no sense. Yeah, and you can just throw anyone in there for the TNT title at that point, which is fine, but um. But Cole, but Cole easily can be either Universal WWE Champion, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. do whatever he wants. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so I think, and I think, I, I, and the only reason I do think that he will eventually like beat Roman and stuff is because I think with this like talks, I think Cole probably was get like the rocket strips strapped to him, and they're gonna go to the moon. Yeah, yeah they were like, listen, yeah. I know you got an AEW contract. We'll give you, we'll match it, give yeah. you more money, and we'll let you do whatever you yeah, want to right. stay because we need you. And they, I think they need new stars, and we talked about it last week. If WWE didn't have the Shield. Imagine yeah. what the top of this card would have looked like for the last five, six years. Yeah. I know Ambrose is gone now, but like Rollins, Reigns, like do their thing. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's interesting for sure. Uh real quick on Pete Dunn too. I think Pete Dunn's another guy who stays. Um Yeah, probably. I, I just don't think that he would have the same appeal um mm-hmm. like that he would in AEW. No, he doesn't he, he, he doesn't, doesn't talk as well. Right. So in right. AEW, I know we say AEW's wrestling based, but they they don't script promos for you in AEW mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, so they points, like they, they, yeah, they're just like, "Hey, can you talk about this?" but like yeah. you can do it the way you want. Mm-hmm. And Pete Dunne, I feel like is actually better giving him like a scripting going, "Just say this and then go beat someone's like butt." Mm-hmm. Like kind of thing. So I think he's just better Once, in that yeah. term. I think WWE, I think AEW, I'm sorry needs to kind of cool it on the talent acquisition a little bit. And I think they really need to start fleshing out tiers of talent. Yeah. Right? Like, I really think that's where the next part of their development as a company is. It's like, okay, it's great to have Punk and Brian, and that's going to make the headlines. But at some point, we really need to start expanding and go, okay – here, yeah, here I think we go. I think we can kind of shuffle it as we go, but I think I think you're gonna start seeing that because once you debut Punk and Brian, that's right. when you're gonna see okay, okay. where are these people and this at? This is now our roster. Yeah, right. And now I mean, once a year, okay, they bring in a new guy. That's one thing. But right now, like they're just everybody that WWE cuts are like, yeah, come on over, and it's like, whoo, yeah, getting scary a little bit. Interesting for sure. It's exciting. It's an exciting time for sure. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk NFL football here a little bit. We're right on the cusp. We have the Hall of Fame ceremony. Calvin Johnson, officially Hall of Famer. Um, he catches passes really well. Yay. Um, fumbles at the one yard line. We're not going to talk about <laughs> it. only like seven times I can remember. So. Yeah, exactly. Good lord. Um, uh, we had the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers. Um, shocker, nobody cares. Uh, but preseason's right around the corner, right? We've got you know Lions preseason games on Friday. Um, training camp is in full swing at this full point. Swing. Full swing. Um, I watched YouTube 
version of it. Yeah, and it, it sucked. Did. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's fine. Good. Yeah, they like the Lions think they try to do. They're talking to like Lomas Brown. It's like nobody cares, dude. Yeah. Like just show me, just show me camp. I just want to see camp, and I yeah. want to see. Stop showing me eight straight minutes of Dan Campbell walking around. Yeah. I want to see the drills. I'm yeah. going to camp. Uh, not this upcoming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. It's like the last day yeah, for Saturday. For, yeah, seventeenth. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there at camp. So I'll, I'll bring back my report. Spoiler alert: I'm sure they look fine. There, it's whatever. I was gonna say, I'm, like you're gonna be like, oh, Kuda looks. Everyone looks just phenomenal because yeah. they all do in yeah. training camp. They look awesome. Um, but, but no. Um, but honestly, if you look bad in training, like Trevor Lawrence had a really bad day in training yeah. camp. That's what scares me. Yeah, everyone. Like Mr. Trubisky, he threw seven interceptions. I got fudge. But, yeah, so camp is in full swing, right, for every NFL team. I just want to kind of, you know, get a primer going here as we kind of get ready to roll into the season. Starting with the Lions specifically, these these couple preseason games, Mike, what do you want to see? Knowing we're going to see vanilla offense and defensive schemes on both sides, whether it's whether the team we're playing or the Lions themselves, is there something you want to see out of these games and what you want to be hearing mm-hmm. um, and going into week one uh, against the Niners? Um, somebody you're going to be having like laser focus on, whether it's Goff, Okuda, Swift, name a guy, no. um, anything like that from a line specific before we kind of broaden out. Yeah. The league. So offensively, I have stuff on both sides. Okay. Shocker. Shocker. No, good. Uh, good. That's uh, why you're the best in the biz. Yeah. Buddy, right uh, offensively, I would, I just want to see Swift run for 85 yards and just run right down the field on yeah. the Bills. That's who they play first week. Is it the Bills first? Yes. Is it? Oh, okay. On Friday. Usually they um, play. They always play them the fourth week, so that's why I got confused this year. You can yeah. do. But uh, yeah, so they play the Bills on Friday. This yep. upcoming Friday. So I want to see. I just want to see good blocking and have Swift just run maniacs all mm-hmm. over the, uh, the Bills defense because uh, they're presumably probably going to be starters for the first series. I'm right. assuming because uh, there's only three, so usually the first series is always starters. Mm-hmm. Um, so have them run down the field. Defensively, I want to see one. I want to see if Okuda can actually guard somebody. So just throw him on Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. for a whole drive and let me see him on Stephon Diggs and see what he does. Right. And right. also, I want to see because um, presumably, probably Will Harris is going to be the starter next to Tracy Walker. So Oof. I want to see Will Harris do whatever Will Harris things does yeah. and see if he can cover. If they bring him down in the box more, what yeah. he does as a box safety, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do with Will Harris. I just want to see it on the first drive to see yeah. can Will Harris do Will Harris things. Right. And, and that's the thing too. We have yet to see Will Harris play at any sort of re- redeemable level in two years, right? Since yeah. he got drafted. Now, all the reports we're hearing from a lot of different uh, news outlets is that the secondary looks a lot more confident. They mm-hmm. look more sure of themselves. They're playing faster. They're on it. We don't see like the major. We've seen people get beat that aren't going to make the team, but like the major names we care about not get beat in coverage. Um, we've seen uh, uh, Glenn really hyper focus on the details. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a report out there that Will Harris was like six inches off of where he was supposed to be. And that caused an issue for somebody else on the defense was all in a big play. And mm-hmm. then he really got on him about it. And then yeah. there's another time where he completely was out of position. He goes, and he's really hyper-focused on things. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is interesting that when you, when you have a report like that, that it stands out specifically like mm-hmm. that, where it's like an individual rep or something, you're like, okay, clearly there's something that they need to fix. You yeah. know, um, I'm right there with you though. I, the, I'm also really interested to see, um, the offensive line play. And, and to your point to the Swift thing, we're like, you want to, especially in this vanilla time, I want to see this offensive line show some sort of sight of, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're really kind of, we got something going here, right? We, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be playing a good front seven in Buffalo. You're going to be playing Pittsburgh in the regular season and in preseason. So you're going to get a little bit, a preview mm-hmm. of those matchups. Want to see that. I'm also really excited to see the defensive line play. Mm-hmm. I want to see what Aline McNeil looks like outside of Alliance practice. I want to see what Trey Flowers does on the edge now that he's standing up. Some of this new scheme change is going to be interesting to see. Um, I, Jared Goff, I think you hit on him a little bit, but like Goff for me, I don't know what we're going to see, but I'm I'm going to get a little nervous about him, but I'm yeah. not, I'm going to reserve, I'm going to hold back criticism or, or doubts until week yeah. two, three, four, when we really see what this offense is going to be. Yeah. So, so this preseason, since it's the first yeah. time we're having three games, let's yeah. have four. Mm-hmm. What do you think the, uh, the breakdown for each game is going to be? So, yeah. so like right, my, right. my hypothetical is yep. first game starters play a quarter. Okay. Because usually it goes before it was like first drive, first game, yeah, first quarter, second game. Then yep. it was like a half, the third, third game, game, and then, and then fourth none. get none in the fourth game. Right. I'm thinking first. I think you just take away that first drive one, mm. throw that yeah. out the window. Absolutely. I think it goes first quarter, first half, nothing, and then regular season. Well, and, and but do you think they're gonna do like first drive, first quarter, and then nothing? Like, do you think no, it's gonna be like? I think, how do you think, think they're gonna spread out? I think out you're closer on your first one, but I don't think that they don't. I think they do play in that third game. Um, you think they play more uh, than Campbell, just nothing? Yeah, Campbell has already. I think it may have been honestly maybe like first quarter, first quarter and a half, then like two drives that third week. Like just to kind of keep them, just like, keep them in right, pace. Because what and I've do you think that's a Campbell, general thing, or do you think it's no, just a and, Lions I, and I'll get thing. to that in a second. So I, from a Lions perspective, Campbell's already come out, and he is really having. He's kind of been back and forth of whether or not he's going to have the starters play week three mm-hmm. because they're losing that. I anticipate there will be a, a hybrid of players. I I think at least one or two series they they play, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's extremely watered down that third week. Okay. Um, I do think they play the most probably in week one or week two. I think week two, I think week two they play the most because yeah. they've always played the most in that yeah. in the second or right. third game Correct. or whatever. Yeah, and that's kind of the de facto. And if someone game. gets like a, a dinger or something, then like they have two or three weeks to Correct. heal before it. Um, um, but that's what I mean. I was like that first game's kind of yeah. iffy though. Is like, are they going to play a quarter? Or are they going to play every, a quarter and a half? Think that, like, I think they'll play a quarter of the first game. I think that's probably a fair assessment. I don't know because I think they want to get live reps. This team is so young, yeah. and they have a lot of young guys going to play a lot of snaps. They need the reps. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think certain teams like the Lions, Jacksonville, some of these younger teams are probably going to do that more where we have already heard guys like Sean McVay said, Matthew Stafford will never play a preseason snap as long as I'm that coach. Mm-hmm. So if you're a team like the Rams – even Kansas City, Baltimore. No, yeah, like, I, so that's what I'm saying. So, like from a league perspective, I think you're going to see, depending on where you're at, if you are at the top of the league, I don't expect yeah. you to. Like, play I don't much. think Brady plays at all. No, or anything. no, of course but not. Like, but like, uh, yeah, but I think for overall, I think you're going to see the younger teams use their stars a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then I don't think you're going to see a consistent thing around the league where everybody does the same thing. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that it's, yeah. especially this first year, I think it's going to be like, well, the Lions played their starters for a whole half and yeah. then Pittsburgh played their starters for three series. And yeah. it's just going to be weird to, you know, break mm-hmm. that down. I want to, I want to know, dude, I wonder how much they did in the week in the hall of fame game. Oh, hall of fame game. I think the Steelers, like Najee Harris played, yeah. but Which like, makes sense. He's a rookie. Um, I know Claypool made a couple, big Claypool plays. made a couple big plays. I think they played like two or three series. Okay. Um, but obviously like Zeke didn't play. Right. I don't think, 
I think CD Lamb was dressed. I don't know how much he played though. Right. But yeah, like Zeke was dressed, but he didn't play. I don't, I don't think he yeah. played. CD I think played a little bit. Yeah. But theirs was different too because they mm-hmm. have the four games yeah, like normal. Right. Exactly. So like they yeah. probably yeah they were probably like, just did it more. They probably did it more traditional way. But that's why with three, yeah. I was like, which obviously the second one's the one. Mm-hmm. Every, if you're a fan of whatever team yeah. you are, you're that's the one you're watch. that's the one you want to watch. But I was like, yeah. is the first one you worth could make watching? The argument, right. You could make the argument of. You know, you play your starters a half in the third game just to kind of, okay, like that was – and then we're rolling into week one and kind of get them yeah. game prepared. It's all about what your coach's philosophy is. I don't anticipate a ton of players are going to play that third week. I, don't I think, think so. it's going to be all – That's always the week I skip because that's yeah. right, right when college is about to start, so I usually watch yeah. college football or yeah, something that weekend. Uh, so. It's going to be interesting, though, for sure, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This year, every time there's a regime change, right, there's always a heightened sense on preseason. Yeah. Um, I don't want Lions fans to hang their hat on anything that happens in preseason because we went 4-0 and in preseason and lost every regular season game, and we went 0-4 and, and we were fine. Like, I don't care no. win or loss. just want to see – how you look. Right, exactly. You look competent. Like, when that Patricia's first year, we looked really bad in preseason, and everybody was like, don't worry, it's going to come together, and it didn't come together. Mm-hmm. just want to look competent, have some semblance. You know, if they look like what they did under Caldwell – I'll be fine. That's yeah. really the goal. Um, are any? Are you looking forward? What What are the big names or storylines you're looking forward to seeing? Whether it's rookies, big names, teams in particular that you're looking forward to seeing um, as we kind of get ready to kick off a pretty big NFL season when it comes to some of the shifting from mm-hmm. some of the bigger name players. Um, you know, yeah. is there is there a team or some people that you're really looking forward yeah. to seeing? It's really so. The unfortunate part is the yeah. one team I openly root for. Probably won't play at all. Seattle. No, right. They probably won't play anybody. No. Any so many round. veterans. Yeah, they're, like, they're going to play yeah. just about nobody. So that's not going to be fun. I'll probably tune in to see. Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to watch Trevor Lawrence play his first snaps. He'll probably play a lot, as we said before. Yeah, like sure. rookies are going to probably play a good yep, amount of time. Absolutely. So him and Etienne are probably going to play a whole bunch in the yep. first two games. Going to watch Penny Sewell very closely on the edge. For yeah. Sure. Um, Watching like Herbert, I think I think Herbert will get a little bit in. in Very the interested to see what scheme. See, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna keep saying it until we do that fantasy draft. Herbert is gonna be a more of a mixed bag than people think because of Lombardi being there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is from a Lions fan who had to deal with eight step drops yeah. every day. But basically, yeah, basically you know. any any team that took a first round Trey yeah. Lance, yes. I am very excited, excited to watch to that first game. Like. Just I want to see Justin Fields. Yeah, I want to see what that looks like too, for sure. Yeah, so like any team that took a first round quarterback, I'm mm-hmm. always keen and say, okay, mm-hmm. let me at least try to get to yeah, that all game. All the skill whenever. position guys, really, yeah. you know, at that level, you're really excited for. Um, are other, there are there any teams that you are closely paying attention to maybe to start the season right like maybe not preseason wise mm-hmm. but um you know are are there teams whether good or bad you're like okay i want to look at this because this is going to be a dumpster fire like i'm interested to see what the hell like philadelphia looks like yeah. because you, it's either you know jalen hurts the best player ever or he's awful he's the worst quarterback yeah. in the league um the Rams are another one, obviously, the Stafford connection. I want to see how Kansas City bounces back. Yeah. Are there teams like that for you outside of maybe the Lions and maybe even Seattle because that's yeah. your team to be like, maybe you should be paying attention to this for one reason or another. Yeah, the funny thing is, actually, the entire AFC East is yeah. all fascinating. No kidding. Like, all Absolutely. Buffalo, they just got like a reinvented yep. pass rush and run game. Yep. What Josh are they going to do? just got a big money deal. Yeah. Uh, New England has literally a new everything, everything. Yep. so that's wild. Miami. What, what can Tua get? What yep. can Tua do? Mm-hmm. And then Zeg Wilson's a rookie, so right. he's yeah. going to be. And it's, a new, it's a whole new regime in the Jets. So yeah. the Jets are 
fans are optimistic. They're the Lions. Again. They're literally exactly. just Lions fans yep. right now. Um, so literally every team in the AFC East, I think at some mm-hmm. point or another, you can go, yeah. wow, this is Does interesting. Does bounce back? Can Miami take that step? Can Tua take that step? Got yeah, more than enough weapons now. And can Buffalo – I think Buffalo is going to win the division still. Yes, But obviously. Buffalo, can they take the next step to be competitive with the Chiefs and the Baltimores of the world? Yes. Can they hang step for step? Because that was the problem. It's like if you're Buffalo right now, you're really optimistic about it, but you're like – I don't think we got enough yeah. to, to hang with some of these teams that, you know, like the Chiefs are the team, right? That's yeah. the team you got to be compared with. So yes. do you think you have enough to beat the Chiefs? I don't think you do. Um, well, but, but maybe we'll week to week, right? Um, for sure. Anybody else? Any players in particular? Maybe team guys that maybe moved or a guy that you think is going into a big season um, outside of maybe the rookies? Uh, I have a couple. Let's, let's but see. Let, let me let me let me go through the hierarchy of my brain to try to figure <laughs> this out. That's a really funny way. Well, to say I'm it. not gonna say Stafford because we've we've talked about that at nauseum at this point. Like uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting my, to see him. My 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 favorite my uh, let's see my seventh favorite quarterback in football, Sam Darnold on the Panthers. Let's see what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I gotta I, I, I see Sam Darnold for me for some reason is yeah. like you and Stafford. Yeah. Right. I just have to prove people wrong because I think Sam Darnold can be good. I yeah. Um, well, Stafford's the other part because Stafford is good, but. Yeah. Is he like that next can he level? Win? Can, can he, he win? win? Sam right. Darnold, I just have to prove to people that he's good yeah, at competent quarterback. The there. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so that's yeah. – I'm going to argue that fact. That. I'm with you on that. Uh, sure. So Sam Darnold is like probably number one for me. Um, let's see. Who else? I'm looking there? at a couple guys. Uh, I'm looking at Kyler Murray. We talked about him off air. It's yeah. a big year for him and Baker Mayfield both. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two guys that you've got a lot of talent around you. The Browns have the most talented roster in yeah. football, and it's on Baker to make it and get it done. So yeah. if he doesn't, he's probably not going to be in Cleveland, uh, which would be crazy. Yeah. Think about. And I, I think a fun one would be uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yep. I bring that up all the time because I'm like, God, they're just going to – Well, because Burrow like every five the injury, gonna, like, and Cincinnati is that team where you're kind of an up-and-coming team. you got a pretty solid defense, an okay offensive line. You got Joe Mixon running the ball. You got weapons. Yeah. You, you have a, a pretty little solid squad. They've really built it back up from nothing in, in short order. So it's like, can Burrow bounce back and, and have a good sophomore season off the injury? Um, you know, what is that team going to look like in a, in a crowded division where Cleveland and Baltimore, I you know, if Cincinnati winds up finishing, like, that's going to be a competitive division because – the Cincinnati's record may not show how good that team is because yeah, they'll, they'll, Pittsburgh is going to be solid, not great. Baltimore is going to be good. Cleveland's going to be good. Yeah, so they're going to be weird. like a six eleven, but like a really good six and eleven. Yeah, or where something. it's like, oh, just wait two years from now, this yeah. is going to be a good team. Yeah, it's um, going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a big one for sure. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else really that I'm looking all that forward to. Um, um not really. I mean, I do want to see how Mahomes bounce back. I want to see not so much what the chiefs do yeah i want to see how teams play the chiefs yeah will you know I mean? here's the question is will cleveland and or baltimore beat them in the first two weeks no 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 i don't and here's why i think that offensively they're just gonna go balls to the wall Mahomes yeah. gonna have like 10 touchdowns by week three <laughs> and, and it's gonna be like oh my gosh he's the greatest thing ever but I am interested to see, and, and it's either gonna be that or they're gonna be really close, and maybe they start out like zero and two and somehow yeah. crazy. But I am very interested to see what people do to guard them, seeing what Tampa did, yeah, and seeing now now certain teams like the Lions don't have the makeup to do what Tampa did, yeah. But if you do have the talent like Baltimore does, like Cleveland does, where you've got guys who can set the edge, 
force him to throw in the pocket and be able to take Tyreek away and make him settle, what does that do? Right? Yeah. How do they overcome that? Is it running the ball more? What does it do? You know, the, there's some things there like that. I'm also interested to see if Tampa is going to look as good. As they their the their schedule is astronomically easy to oh start the season. So so they're just rolling yeah. through like five wins off the off the yeah. bat to start their season. So right. it's be gonna fun. be interesting for sure. All right, let's shift focus here to college football here a little bit as we kind of get ready to go. Um, you know, I guess let's just start with Michigan. What are the expectations for Michigan? <laughs> are there expectations? Um, is it just don't embarrass yourself? Uh, yeah. Like what is it like for me? Because I have no faith in what this team has looked like. I don't have enough. Let me ask you. I don't have enough knowledge about the yeah. way this team is set up right now yeah. either to be yeah. overly yeah we, we missed a kyle segment here so yeah because uh, like, he would break down who the six string defensive oh, tackle is God, for this team bless it. Um, um, but at the same time i just don't really know what this team is going to be but i don't have high expectations based off what i saw last year yeah i would say this michigan team is probably in the ballpark of like they play 12 games um like seven to eight wins They'll be like good, not great. Yeah. And so every other year. Yeah, I mean, there's is the yeah. consistent Michigan way yeah. for the most part. And yet, I can't still lose to Michigan State and Ohio State because. Yeah. I think they lose. Me. Actually, hold on. Let's pull up their schedule. Who do I think they actually will lose to? Like, let's let's be real here. So I think they lose to probably well at Wisconsin. It's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, at oh no hold, hold on my bad home <laughs> home against Northwestern because Northwestern was really good last year yeah. that's a tough one yep. um, at Penn State and then home against Ohio State I think are the games where I go I don't know if you win those I think you could beat yeah at Maryland you can beat Indiana home you can go at Nebraska yeah. home against Rutgers home against Northern Illinois home against Washington home against Western Michigan I think all of those. Like I think you, those are pretty winnable games. Obviously, yeah. who knows? Like you could beat a Wisconsin and lose to Washington and like flip right. some of these. Right. But right. I I do think eight eight to nine wins is probably where you're at. Yeah. But I don't think it's anything more or really anything less than that. Yeah. I think that's about like if the under over was like eight and a half, mm-hmm. I would die trying to mm-hmm. pick because I don't know eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, it's just gross. I don't know, man. It's it's. It's so hard for me to get excited about them now. It's, you know, we talked about this actually coming into the studio today where, you know, like I'm just so much more down in Michigan than I ever will be on Lions football just because of the amount of hype that they get around them. It's so hard for me to be optimistic about because they've let me down literally. Here's here's the thing, too, is for college football, when they eventually, because we know eventually they're going to expand it to 12 teams, I think it was that we talked about like a couple months ago. Right. That don't bring me back. Once it expands, I'll be excited to like yeah. have the potential. If Michigan goes nine and three, we can argue right. that they can, they can be a fourteen and, and have a shot. shot. Yeah. But right now, I can name you seven teams right now that I know for a fact are better are better than them. Yep. And that so they have no chance of the final four. Nope. They're not going to win the Big Ten, so they don't even have a Rose Bowl opportunity. Right. So they're just going to be in whatever bowl, play whatever team, right. and that's going to be their season for the most part. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's hard to very get very invested in there. Yep. Now, when we get to twelve teams. Right. Like I said, we can talk about it because at nine and three, that's probably mm-hmm. good enough to get to yeah to for sure. Eleven, absolutely. Or what are you looking at Michigan State wise? I know some people are kind of calling this year a mulligan year because they're just like, do what you want, you know, 
yeah. whatever for for Tucker. Um, but like, I think I think anything just improve from last year. Yeah. If you're Michigan State, just yeah. would you you won like four games? I think yeah, last if you're year, five hundred team or above. I think you're yeah. thrilled. Yeah, I think I think if you sit at seven and five, I mm-hmm. think you're on the right track and yeah. you're doing good stuff. And I think like 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 I said for. Uh, Michigan, they play teams like Yorktown State, Miami, mm-hmm. Western Kentucky, yeah. Rutgers, Purdue. Like these are all very winnable games for yeah. Michigan State, even though there might not be a very good team right now. Yeah. They're all very winnable games where you should right. you should be able to win seven mm-hmm. games. Yeah, pretty, like, pretty confidently. Yeah. with the bottom of the Big Ten and all of the other non Big Ten teams you play, yeah. you could definitely. And if you can pull one, like you play home against Penn State, you play. At Indiana, you know, right. some of these games at, right. at Northwestern to open the season. If you can pull the upset in one of those, mm-hmm. I think that proves a lot, too. For yeah, Michigan for State. sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the big fish. We got to do it, right? Uh, let's just start in the – let's keep in the Big Ten here. Ohio State, okay, right? No no, no, Justin Fields uh, anymore. So, you know, you got – They just replaced the him with next, the other five-star guy. The next they guy got who does the exact same thing. Um, thoughts on where Ohio State's at? They're clearly the big the favorite to win the Big Ten, and it's not really close. Yeah. Um, thoughts thoughts on Ohio State going into the season? Um, well, I mean, like can you said, take, can they take the can they take the leap to finally win the thing? Like, like they had like a magic run there with Cardell Jones to win that first one, right? Yeah. But it, like they've never they've always at the end of the day they've never been able to do it again to where like you are confident that they can they yeah. can get it done. again i'm not confident that they can win it again yeah. i think alabama they're gonna be in it, i think but... alabama's too strong i yeah. think teams like oklahoma with like spencer rather as like a proven quarterback yeah. there i think it's gonna be a tough out mm-hmm. um uh who else is up there uh clemson, clemson. obviously with uh, dj ulele or whatever yeah. i mean he <clears throat> he went to triple overtime against Notre dame mm-hmm. And played and had like forty eight points at right. uh, like leading the offense through. Right. Um, so I think that's going to still be a tough team, even though they don't have Trevor Lawrence. I think he's still a really good player. So yeah. um, I think he's he, obviously they're in the echelon, but I think they're maybe you can argue above Oklahoma because Oklahoma's defense is probably not very good. Still but won't. but they're not in that upper yeah. tier of teams, I don't think yet. So do sure. I think they take the leap? No, but if their quarterback play is just phenomenal as a sophomore is, maybe yeah. then maybe they Let, can. Let's head on Oklahoma here. There's a vested interest for Lions fans a little bit too, because Spencer Rattler is going to probably go to the draft next year. Um, you're interested to see what he looks like if you are in that quarterback regime. Yeah. Um, is it is it finally time? Are we ever going to see Oklahoma get the job done and beat a good team? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, they'd be like, good teams. No, I know, but, but like, be be in the Final Four and not get blown out. I mean, like, they've had one game where they didn't, and there was yeah. the back and forth with Georgia. Outside of that, they've really not even looked competitive in the rest of these games. Now, yeah. usually they're going against Bama, which is unfortunate. Yeah. They go against um, Bama or that or, the yeah. most stacked LSU team of all time. Right. But. So, like, it's just, like, for me, it's like, man, you just have made no changes defensively to really give yourself even a remote chance and two, I think that their offense at times gets a little stagnant if mm-hmm. it doesn't get rolling early. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't had, they've had good quarterback play, but like, is Rattler going to be the guy to kind of buck that trend to kind of get him to that final game to yeah. really kind of be like, okay, maybe he can do more than just the quick outs and the blah blah blah. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Oklahoma is going to be very competitive. It's just it They're really just Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. It, pretty easily. Yeah. I think the problem is it's like it's like all these like the Chiefs kind of deal where it's like, is your defense going to be 
Like, are you going to get the 2018 Chiefs where they can't stop anybody, but the offense is super good? Right. Or are you going to finally get that 2019 Chiefs where you just get into that upper yep. top 20 defense, right. top 15 range, mm-hmm. where you're finally good enough to get a stop when you need to yep. so the offense can overtake it? Right. I think, again, teams like Clemson and Alabama are still just too good offensively where you're not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you might as well just score with them right like, might as well yeah. just and let that's them probably score that they have not been able to do that yeah. right and it's like their offense only works against the big 12 and after that it's <laughs> yeah. like things get crazy speaking of bama though bama's interesting because we're talking about them like they're returning all these guys but they're not that's yeah. the weird part they lost a ton they lost two of the leading receivers they lost a quarterback their running back defensive line um some linebacker play some cornerback play they lost a lot of guys to the draft Mm-hmm. And yet, I'm guessing they're still probably the consensus number one overall team in the country going into the season. Yep. Um, my first question is, how is Nick Saban paying for all these players? <laughs> and B, um, I mean, are they are they still the team to beat? Is there a team like Georgia that can maybe rival them? No. LSU's still not there. No. Um, Auburn's not there. They don't really. I think Georgia's probably the only team that's even got a remote punching chance at this. Uh, their schedule is so easy. Book them for ten wins without even yeah. blinking an eye. Uh, I think Georgia. You could you, there is now. I don't know how good JT Daniel can be. So yeah. I guess that's maybe where the mark is. Where right. I think Joe Burrow far exceeds where oh, anyone yeah. else. Yeah. But I think that JT Daniel and Georgia have one thing that Alabama doesn't, and it's just like having like three years with like yep. the same people yep. that you just had that co- cohesive unit there yep. that I think if anyone can beat Alabama, it's probably only uh, themselves. Georgia. Themselves. Georgia, nah. <laughs> well, yes. But <laughs> only the only teams I think they can beat them is Georgia and maybe, maybe Clemson. Yeah. But that's like a stretch. Yeah. Those yeah, are probably the only two teams I think that could be. Yeah, they just reload. Bryce Young, their quarterback, their sophomore quarterback, just got like two million dollars off endorsements, <laughs> and he hasn't played a snap yet. Yeah, like the, yeah, he's gonna be—he's gonna be a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, like to see too, because they got a new offensive coordinator too. Yeah. So and Mister Bill O'Brien, because Sarkeesian's in uh, yeah, yeah. in Texas now. Yeah, Bill so. O'Brien, baby. Yeah. Ruiner of the Houston Sark- Texans. As much as we make fun of Steve Sarkeesian because he's a dork, um, like he game planned Devontae Smith open all Sorry. game long against Ohio State, and it was disgusting. It was, so, it was, it was disgusting. It was rough. Um, like, woo! But yeah, I think the only team like Clemson can probably body them a little bit, and then yeah. maybe maybe Georgia with their unit. But that's about the, it. Speaking of the ACC, Clemson um, heavy know, favorites, heavy favorites, for probably sure. the heaviest. Favorite in any conference? Yes. Yeah. Probably. probably. Yeah. I would say because yeah. like Ohio State can get scared right. by yeah, like Penn State and run, like Wisconsin but, or something. Yeah, there's not a team in the ACC right now that I think yeah. can give them run. But let's. I before we talk about Clemson in particular, Sam Howell, North Carolina, another quarterback that I know a lot of Lions fans are going to be hyper focused on for sure. Uh, probably Houston Texans fans as well. Um, you have him as your number one quarterback going into the season yeah. uh, from a from a developmental standpoint with going to the transition to the NFL. Yeah. Um, what do you need to see out of him to to make you feel confident in, in the fact that maybe in your assessment currently or the fact that, yeah, he's definitely going to be the, probably the first pick next mm-hmm. year? Because we've seen the Trubisky thing. He's the light, latest quarterback to come out of North Carolina. Clearly that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But just give me your thoughts on Howell and what you want to see out of him this year. Do, you, do they need to be in the ACC championship against Clemson? Yeah, I think I think they. I, I guess I don't think they have to be, but I think that stage is the perfect stage to to um, to really show off why you could be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw. Let's see. He did thirty-eight and seven mm-hmm. touchdown to interception ratio. He had like thirty-four and seven the year after. So his interceptions are yeah. about the same. Right. Touchdowns, yeah. you know, give or take a few. Right. And he throws for thirty-five hundred yards both times. So he's very like he's been that, consistent. That, that's that's years. where he is. Mac if, Brown there, bringing a consistent presence to head coach. Yeah. So if he um if he gets up any of those numbers up a little bit, I guess interceptions down, but any of those other numbers up, I think uh, he's pretty much gonna be like oh he's like the number one guy. Yeah. Um, obviously Spencer Rattler could overtake him if Spencer Rattler has a projected like just. Reject. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he. He could have like a fifty touchdown some right. year with Oklahoma's offense, how they run it. But yeah. um, I think Sam Howell will probably be the number one guy. Yeah. Okay, so if, if that's right, and Clemson obviously is going to be the team right in the ACC for sure. What do you need to see out of them though? Because now they're coming off of you know they lose in the Final Four last year. Yeah. The year before that, they get pretty much you know a little gobsmacked in the in the finals. Um, you don't have the golden boy anymore. No, where, they don't. where are you at with Clemson as far as this program? We're only talking about the big teams here, folks, because quite frankly, that's really the only teams that got a shot at the end of it, right? Yeah. Like if something happens and you know, Uga la 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 la, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. you know, explodes or something, then obviously Clemson's probably going to be hurting a lot more than they are. But we've seen, as you said, right, this kid can play. We yeah. hung with the number four team in the country last year. Um, is it just business as usual for Dabo and the team? It's just like let's just keep rolling and yep. let's, let's, let's hopefully they got on they're, the finals. they're returning a lot of players from last year. Unlike yep. which the, is huge. The year before that, when right. they lost LSU, they lost a lot of players. Yep. This year they're retaining outside of like Jamar. Oh no, no, never mind. That was a dumb thing to say. Um, <laughs> they're retaining just about everybody. There was one receiver that they lost, but that's, that's not the point. Um, yeah, he went to the Packers. Yeah, yeah he's a um, fourth round pick. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Amari Rogers. That's who it was. We gotta say that. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna like, get it, folks. I was we're like, I, I know that. I know they lost someone yeah. big, but yeah. like they didn't really. They still have Justin Ross there, who's coming back they off lost that spinal injury, and game. they lost Etienne. Yeah. Yep. Um. But they're they're retaining back a good amount of people. The guy, my my favorite player in college football, and I don't even know his name, but that linebacker. Oh yeah. That, yeah. He was hurt. He was hurt. And he no, or he got no, he got ejected. He got ejected of the out of that game. Against um, Still the Ohio State rule, ever. Yeah, leading with That's your he- so helmet. Dumb. So um, dumb. Oh, he's ejected. Cool. Yeah. So and they lost like all momentum after that. But yeah. he is. I think it's like he's like Mike yeah. Sylvester or something. Not a good NFL player at all. At all. But, but he is my favorite college football player yeah. to watch. Yeah, I know who you're talking <laughs> but, about. Um, but I think I think Clemson will be a very good team. Obviously, they're just gonna walk right through the ACC for the most part, unless they. Uh, they'll probably have um, Notre Dame that they'll have to get through eventually, but they'll pretty much just walk through the ACC yeah. and um, and probably meet Alabama in the championship. Probably, yeah, probably. Unfortunately, like that's I, I know it's not the most exciting thing in the world to hear about, but you're like, yeah, well, yeah. Know, that's really uh, our only hope really is Georgia beating them before Alabama yeah. has a shot to get in there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think it's it's it, to me it's as close of a lock as you could probably get yeah especially as long as barring injuries and stuff like that yeah 
Right now, college football is very much like the NBA, where you got a solid five, six teams where you can go. Yeah. They'll be in it at the yeah. end. Yeah, and the and problem after that, it'll be fun to get there. But yeah. like, and and real. the and the problem with college football that like obviously the NBA does is like NBA has at least sixteen teams that make it. Yeah. So it's like okay, yeah. so at least you get to see like right. the Pistons. There's a chance has a chance yeah. that they're they they can get to the play and win a play in and then get to play right. you know the Philly or the Bucks. <laughs> And have like a game against yeah, them or something right. where they just go nuts. Yep. Like college football is like it's like if they just took okay, so we're just gonna take the Lakers and the Warriors and we're gonna take the Bucks and Nets and no one else has a shot. Yep. And it's like okay, so it's gonna be just them every yeah. year because <laughs> it's gonna be the same five teams or four teams or whatever. Exactly. It's it's the exact same thing that college football deals yep. with. Wouldn't have seen that epic matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Bucks because the Suns wouldn't have been there. Whatever. Yes, yep. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, college football is always an exciting time. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen, and that is an exciting, exciting yeah. time. I think it, um, I think someone said that every Sunday or Saturday, even yep. until the Super Bowl, yep. there's like going to be some. It's going to be some like kind of football game yeah, on, it's whether like, it's preseason, college football, or regular season yeah, football I think it's like or playoffs. Twenty-seven weekends or twenty-seven Sundays or something yeah. crazy like that that we're going to have football. So that's exciting. Um, it's an exciting time for sure as we kind of get ready for a new season of Michigan slash Michigan State football, a new season of Lions football. Whoever, whoever you like, whoever you like to root for, you know. It's going to be interesting. This will be the first time I really have a vested interest in another team besides the Lions because Stafford plays for the Rams, so I'll be watching those games. I'll probably come yeah. over and we can watch the Seattle and the Rams games together. And oh, great. both be upset at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be happy. I don't know if you will be. You'll, you'll be sad because, like, at the end of the back I'm going to be my... sad if they win. I'm going to be sad if they lose. If they win, I'll be like, why couldn't you do it here? And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I know why. And then yeah, I'll be sad. Well, in lose. the back of the mind, you'll be like, Oh, they went fifteen and two. God dang, we're picking thirty-one. Yeah, exactly. Right. Honestly, I'm not on record though. If they win one, I won't be mad because he deserves it. So it's it's not smart fandom, but I I am I get one. I will say I am a full fledged Lions fan. I am too, but I am going to listen. He's the biggest star to not retire a lion and have a chance to go do something. Like Kelvin Mm -hmm. didn't have that chance, Barry didn't have that chance. So he's the first guy that has legitimate talent that can go somewhere else. And if he wins one, good for you. And I'll prove myself right to everybody who's ever said that he sucks. Every 97 won the ticket banter, all that crap. Mike Valeni can make a fist and sit on it because that's the kind of crap that I want. Just so I can be like, I say, I told you. It's going to be really unfortunate if he loses in the first round next oh three years. Oh, my gosh. Don't even, dude. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? That'll be the worst because if, like, if they go like – Because then they're going to be saying – Yeah, they go like nine year. and eight, and it's like, what the hell? It's like, oh, it's just going to be never-ending. They just got to win like – they just got to make it to the NFC title game, and then it's proven like at that point. Sure. Like – I guess. Like they just got to – like if he wins once, like see, I told you, right? Yeah. If he win a Super Bowl, that's – I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. But like I, I like, like I think that they can at least be – I think – honestly, I think they lost too much talent on defense to, to yeah. do something. No kidding, for sure. But like I do think that they can – I think they can make it to an NFC Championship game. I think they can beat the Packers. I think they can beat – like I think they can beat the Niners in Seattle. Like that's a pick they, them, but they, I think they, they could, can. Yeah. But like I don't know if they can beat the Bucks, and that's the only other team that's really up there. Um, but who knows, right? Maybe McVay's got a little more balls than LaFleur does, so maybe he'll let Stafford go for it on fourth down instead of letting Aaron Rodgers go for it. <laughs> hey, this year they're going to let Aaron Rodgers go for uh, it. Yeah, they're whatever he wants. For Aaron, we're at our own five-yard line. It's fourth and 40. We're going for it. I said, okay. <laughs> Randall Cobb, where's he at? He's my guy. Yeah, he's my guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, this is going to be it for this week's show. Next week, 
Uh, we're going to be talking. We'll probably do a little bit more NFL talk just to kind of see what we saw out of that first preseason game, if anything. Uh, we're going to be talking for sure uh, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. We're going to go and see in that in theaters, Mike. Which yeah, is, we are. Which is exciting for sure. So lots of good stuff coming you guys this way as always. But that'll be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Merck Zone and the Missing Whale Man, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.